Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. I want to welcome you specially um, to this platform. We're going to continue the series. We started a few days ago. The title of the series is Now I See Me. And the whole idea behind the title is that at the end of the series, I want you to come to a place whereby you can define yourself from the lens of Christ. The real you is not defined by your situation. You're not defined by what you're going through. You're not defined by your past. You're not defined by your mistakes. Even if they've given you a nickname that doesn't edify, that doesn't describe the you in Christ, that is not who you are. In the, in the life of Naomi, in the in Ruth chapter 1 verse 20, Naomi said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. And she was trying to redefine herself. Mara means bitterness. She was trying to redefine herself based on what she has gone through. But the good news I have for you is that you are not defined by what you are going through. You are defined as Jesus in this world. First John chapter 4, verse 17. The Bible says, Hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have confidence on the day of judgment. For as Jesus is, so are we in this world. For are you, so are you in this world. So you are as Jesus in this world. When you want to find your identity, you know, this is one thing motivational speakers don't understand i know they tell you that uh, huh, you have to know who you are huh? but that question is still a mystery if they can't tell you who you are they can't tell you who you are at times they tell you if you don't want to know who you are huh, you have to find what you love doing huh where you find what you love doing huh you do what you love huh? and when you do what you love huh? you love what you do they are still living in a confusion it's a mystery only the word of god gives you a clear picture of who you really are and I've explained in the course of this series that all about you is not sanguine, is not introvert, is not extrovert. Don't hide under the canopy of an introvert and say you are shy, you can't preach the gospel of Christ. Because the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. The Bible didn't say, as you feel, so are you in this world. The Bible never said that. But the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. And I have good news for you. Jesus is bold. Jesus is really bold. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, from verse 1, I believe, the righteous will be as bold as a lion. You know who the righteous is? That person that has believed that Jesus died for his saints and God raised him on the third day. The person is pronounced righteous as far as God is concerned. If you're born again, as far as God is concerned, whether you've been taught or that, whether you know it or not, you are, you are the righteousness of God. So the Bible says the righteous is talking about you and I who have been purchased and redeemed by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says we'll be as bold as a lion. The Bible says God has not given you the spirit of timidity, timidity, but the spirit of power. You don't have the spirit of timidity. It's the spirit of power you have. So when there's time for, when there's a need for you to share the gospel with somebody, tell the person about Jesus. Tell the person Jesus loves you. Why? You ask Jesus in this world. So it's important. Your identity affects and influences every other aspect of your life. It's amazing how it does. It will affect you either positively if you know who you are in Christ or not. It will show 
in your relationships. It will show in the way you, you, you undo and you manage both internal and external relationships. It will show in the way you make your decision. It will show. It will always show. You can't hide this thing. It will show in the way you approach God. Whether you know that you are righteous and your righteousness is standing on what Jesus has done, it will show when you approach God with confidence. If you don't have boldness when you approach God, that means you don't understand that your right standing with God is not based on you, rather it's based on Jesus. It will show. All of these things always show. When you have to minister to people, it will show. Whether you are expressing and you are aligning the eternal life of God to find expression to you or not, it, always boils, it all boils down to the fact that do you know who you are in Christ? Because you should know. And that's what I want you to, to, to come to the knowledge of at the end of this series. That's why I titled it, Now I See Me. I see the real me. I want you to look in the mirror and say, now I am as Jesus in this world. And when you go down this journey of identifying with Jesus, just like 4 John 4, 17 says, you are Jesus in this world, you know, it will make all the difference. This was what changed my life in 2016. When I got born again, I used to try to define myself based on what I do and what I do not do for God. So the days I was able to do some good religious activity, in my mind, I feel as if now God loves me. I am beloved of God. The day I'm unable to catch up with my, with my religious activity, then I started feeling, oh, maybe God doesn't love me today. I don't think God will hear my prayer today. So I was living my life based on that emotional, based on how I was feeling. The day I feel good, I feel as if God is good. The day I don't feel good, I feel as if maybe God is not good. As if this ever happened to you before you go to church, say, oh, church, it was, it was a good service. And some others say it was not good. It is your feeling that is changing. Nothing happened to the church, nothing happened to the pastor. Except if the pastor is not preaching the real gospel. If your pastor is preaching the gospel of Christ, laying emphasis on what Jesus has already done for you, then it's your feeling we have to address, not the pastor's message. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Long story short is this. This one really good. I want you to know who you are. And I want you to be sure. I want you to be bold about it. And if you already know who you are, this message will only lay more emphasis and only bring to your remembrance the truth that you should hold onto your hand. The Bible says, do not throw away your confidence. When you know who you are, don't throw away that confidence. In the book of Luke chapter 1, the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary. And when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, the angel said, Hail Mary, you are highly favored among all women. The favored of God. The angel called Mary. Luke chapter 1, go read it. And the Bible says, Mary was distressed by this saying. I was, I was surprised the day I found that verse. I'm like, how come an angel tell you are favored, you are distressed, and you're surprised to hear that? Right now, as I'm speaking to you right now, if an angel of the Lord appeared to me, and even if God speaks and said, hey, Yinka, the favored one of God, I'll say, yes, Lord, I know. Thank you for affirming me with this truth. Because I don't have insecurity about God's goodness, about God's favor over my life. I'm not trying to be favored. I am the favored of God, looking for where to manifest. I'm not trying to be blessed. I am the blessed of God, looking for where to manifest. Like God's people say, Amen. So where am I going with all of these things? I want you to be deeply rooted and find your identity only in Jesus. I know we all want to be like one celebrity or the other. We have somebody we admire so much. But, you know, there's always human flaws. There's always one part of that person's life the person is still trying to sort. But Jesus is altogether beautiful. And the Bible says you are Jesus in this world. So let's start from, since you are Jesus in this world, how does that affect your relationship with God? Does that influence, does it have a role to play in your relationship with God? If yes, then how does that affect, how does that play out in your day-to-day -day activity? If you ask Jesus in this world, number one, how does that play out in your relationship with God? And how does that play out in your relationship with men? 
So let's go to the scriptures. Glory to God. And for example, currently, if you read the book of Hebrews chapter one, let me let me just read scriptures. And, and I've been quoting a lot offhand. But let me just let, let's read scripture. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians, let's read the book of Ephesians first before we go to the book of Hebrews. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read scripture from verse 19 to verse 21. The Bible says, And is incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every name that is invoked. Not only the present age, but that is to come. So the Bible says God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand. So currently, Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand. This is a very, everybody knows this. In the book of Psalms, David will say something like, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemy. Till I make your head, put your enemy at your push too, something like that. But more importantly, in this context, the Bible says God, God, God raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above principalities and powers and dominions and, and so on and so on. So this is Jesus' current position. This is his current state. He's seated. Why is he seated? Answer is very simple. Jesus is seated right now because his work of salvation and redemption for humanity is finished. Jesus' work of humanity for redemption of man, for the forgiveness of sin, as far as man is concerned, is complete. That is why I always lay emphasis. Where if you are born again today, all of your sins in the past, present, and future has been forgiven. And if you want your sins to be forgiven, I preach to you today, through this man, Jesus, can you only receive forgiveness of sins. If you believe in Jesus right now, it doesn't matter who you are, even if you're a terrorist, if you're a prostitute, no matter how worst, how far you think you've gone, Jesus wipes away all your sin in a second and gives you his righteous identity and you are automatically born again by just believing that Jesus died for your sins and God raised him from the dead on the third day. That's all it takes. So, But anyway, Jesus is seated now because his work is complete. If you fall into sin tomorrow, Jesus is not going to die again because his work on the cross is once and for all. By one man's sin, many will be made righteous. If you believe in Jesus, you have been made righteous. Even when you fall into sin, are you still righteous? Yes. Why? Because the blood of Jesus washed all your sins once and for all. So the Bible will say in Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. The believer is not forgiven unto his next sin. He's completely forgiven in Christ. Psalms 103, verse 3. I'm giving you reference. Psalm 103, verse 3, will say something like, he who forgives all, A-double-L means every single one of them, all my sins and heal all my diseases. If you understand the gift of total forgiveness of sins, you will praise God for the rest of your life. God doesn't count your sin against you anymore. These are Bible times. I'm not the one saying this thing. God doesn't impute your sin to you. And let me give you a reference. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. God is no longer imputing your sin to you. Do you know what God is imputing to you? I'm giving you a reference. Romans chapter 4, Psalm 32. God imputes righteousness to you the moment you believe in Jesus. So when you fall into sin, God is not using your sin against you. Rather, God imputed his righteous identity into you so that you can begin to live from the inside out. You begin to live right when you know that you're already made right. You don't live right to be made right. You live right because you've been made right with God. And like God's people say, Amen. So Jesus is seated in the heavenly places. So that simply means, if the Bible now says in 4 John 4, 17, as Jesus is, so are you in this world? That means, where are you seated? The answer 
in the heavenly places, powerful principalities and power. The Bible also confirms this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. I'm going to read it out from 6 to 7. The Bible says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. I just read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. Let me confirm again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says, That raised Christ from the dead and seated him. God seated him in the place of honor at God's right and in the heavenly realms. And then verse 2, chapter 2, verse 6 now says, You see, when God was raising Christ from the dead, every one of us that believe, you know what the Bible says about us? For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Wherever I say, as Jesus is from in this world, I am united with Christ Jesus. I know who I am. I am not just a random person on the surface of the earth who is trying to figure out life on his own. No, no, no. I am special to God. God is actively thinking about me. He loves me so much. He raised me along with Christ and made me sit at his right hand. So if he has to, Yinka, where are you? I'm seated at the right hand of God. You know, this is where the question Adam could not answer. God said, Adam, where are you? Adam couldn't find himself because he doesn't know where he is. But with you, if God asks you, where are you? You say, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. Father, principalities and powers. Glory to God. So Oh, glory to God. I pray for you if, you. if you've been having challenge understanding the fact that you asked Jesus in this world in the past, I pray for you today. The Holy Spirit grant you supernatural understanding to see this truth that where Jesus is, is where you are. What he has is what you have because Jesus has made provision available for all of these things. You are blessed. You are favored. You are righteous. You are accepted. You are purified. You are sanctified. You are strengthened. That is who you are. Why? Because God loves you so much. Glory to God. So God raised us with Christ. So that simply means you have authority over every other power. Why? Because Jesus has authority over every other power. So anytime you are tempted to be afraid of anything, you ask yourself, will Jesus be afraid of this thing? If the answer is no, you say, I, I don't do fear because Jesus will never be afraid and I'm as Jesus in this world. So the same way Jesus will speak to the storm because I'm as Jesus in this world, I speak to this situation in Jesus' name. If you have any pain in your body, you say, you know what? Jesus is healthy. I can never be sick because I'm as Jesus in this world. So I speak to this pain, ye pain, get out of my body in Jesus' name. Oh, karia safalanoski, kuriante, teleme sukrahanta salah. If you have any pain on your body while you're listening to this, listen to the word of the Lord. That pain disappears right now. And the healing power of God will rest upon your mortal body in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, glory to God. You know, Psalm 103 verse 3 says, He heal all your diseases and He forgive all your sins. By the same token, God allowed Jesus to pay for your sins. Is the same token he, he paid for your sickness. I wish we have a lot of people laying emphasis on these two truths total forgiveness of sins and he paid for your for your sicknesses the bible says by his stripes we made it jesus carried all your sickness on his body so that you will never never be sick for the rest of your life and like god simply say amen so that is where jesus is who is jesus jesus is the righteousness of god the moment you got born again you are made the righteousness of god second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says god made him who knew no sin to be sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. So Jesus took our nature, our identity, and he gave us his nature and identity at salvation. And like God's people say, amen. So who, we be asked, who are you? Um, that, I, I don't think your first response should be, well, I am, my name is Yinka. I am a preacher. No. What if I stop preaching tomorrow? 
I can't put my identity in something that is subject to change. I, I explained that already. What if I retire tomorrow? What if I, I can't, I, I stop preaching tomorrow? If you put your identity in your job, what if your job changes tomorrow? What if you change your career path? What if you, what if you stop doing what you're doing? What if, what if? You understand what I mean? So my point is, if you say you are, well, you ask, who are you? The first thing that should come to your mind is, I am the righteousness of God. Why? Because you ask Jesus in this world. And Jesus is righteous, so I'm righteous in this world. And like other people say, amen. So this begins to renew your mind, so that when you look in the mirror, all you will see is Jesus. And you can say, now I see the real me. Now I see me. And that's what we have in this series. I want to take time to just lay emphasis on who you are. I want to take time to say to you, say to your face, remind you from time to time, you are not just a regular or random person on the surface of the heart who is trying to make ends meet, who is trying to study. You're not just a student. You're not just a, a young boy. You're not just a young girl. You're not just, no, nah, you are special. You are precious. You are altogether beautiful to God. Song of Solomon chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says there is no flaw in you. When God sees you, he sees you blameless, spotless, and unreprovable. Yinka, why would you say God sees me blameless? God sees me spotless. It's because Jesus is blameless. Jesus is spotless. And as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Glory to God. This, is, this has been an awesome time. Um, I want to wrap it up on, on, on this note. So I told you Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says it's God raised him from dead and he made him sit at the right hand of the Father. Yinka, why is he seated? Bible answer, Hebrews chapter 1. Let's see book of Hebrews now. Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3. The Bible says the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his power, full world. After he had provided purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father, or the right hand of the majesty in heaven. When? Why did he sit down? Because he was done forgiving our sins. The Bible says after, context, after he has provided purification for our sins, after Jesus provided purification for your sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. The proof that all your sins are forgiven is because Jesus is, is now seated at the right hand. He's just resting. All the provision for your sins in the past, present, and future has been paid for. Jesus paid for it all. And then he said, it is finished. Let me wrap up on this note. Let me quote this offhand because of time. I have so many things to say, but I have to stick to time. If you read the book of Luke chapter 9, there was a time, there was some set of people, and Jesus would say, follow me. Oh, no, no. One of them came to me and said, Jesus, I want to follow you. And then Jesus said, okay. But he said, but I want to go. You know what? Let me read it. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I know the verse I'm going to, but it's Luke chapter, chapter 9. But let me just read it for emphasis. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. That should be the last few verses. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Luke chapter 9, verse 57. The Bible says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Verse 58. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus said, you know what? Birds have nests, foxes have dens, but the son of man literally has no place to rest his head. And it was almost as if Jesus never had a physical place to lay his head while he was on heart. He was moving from one place to another, either preaching the gospel. And so he literally had no place to lay his head. He had no place to lay his head. That punchline is the son of man has no way where to lay his head. However, I want to show you a place in the book of John chapter 19. Thank you, Jesus. This will bless you. 
John chapter 19. I'm going to read verse 30. And it says in verse 30, when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So in Luke chapter 9, Jesus said, the son of man has no place to lay his head. Literally, he meant that. There's no place to lay his head. But you know what? He found a place to lay his head. You know where that is? On the cross of Calvary. You know why? Because he has paid for all of your sins. The woman Jesus said it is finished and it was done taking all the punishment and the judgment for every one of us who believes in him today. Actually, he died for the sins of the world. The Christians and the believers are just those that have believed and agreed that Jesus died for them. When Jesus took your sins on his body and he said it is finished, you know what happens? He now found a place to lay his head. Before that time, he said that he had no place to lay his head. But he found a place of rest after he has forgiven your sins. Past, present, and future. So I'm telling you more about who you are now. You are righteous. If they ask you why, you say, I am the righteousness of God. You say, I am as Jesus in this world. If they ask you, where are you seated? I am seated in the heavenly places, far above principalities and power. And if they ask you, are you forgiven? You say, yes, you're forgiven of your sins, past, present, and future. If they say, why would you say your future sins is forgiven? You say, because Jesus said it is finished and is seated right hand at the right, right hand of the Father. If they say, so what if you now fall into sin tomorrow? You now say, well, I'll just say, Father, I thank you because this sin has been paid for. I changed my mind about it and I'm empowered to live above the sin in Jesus' mighty name. You know, this is the life God wants you to live, a life of victory, a life of rest. Because Jesus' victory is your victory. So God just wants you to depend and lean on Jesus' victory while you live your life. It's been an awesome ride. We're going to continue from here tomorrow. But I really just want you to not forget this. Who are you? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Where are you? I am seated in the heavenly places, Bible, principalities, and power. Motivational speakers can't answer this. They'll just tell you, who are you? Where are you from? These five questions you must answer. W-Y. Five, five Y's or 5w they can't tell you who you are they don't know who you are psalm 139 says before god formed you in your move in your mother's womb before he even put you together he knows you so the person who knows a lot about you who knows everything about you from that word he wrote to you he said you as jesus in this world there's nothing more beautiful wherever you say i am i am as jesus in this world oh glory to god thank you father it's been an awesome time may the lord bless you may the lord keep you the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be so gracious unto you. May you begin to experience the good you don't deserve because Jesus took all of your bad that he didn't deserve. In Jesus' mighty name. And let God's people say, Amen. Have a good one. God. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And what I'm doing right now, I begin to speak to you in Psalms because Ephesians chapter 5 says, speaking to one another in in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to god in your heart and i just want you to know just like god says in psalm 23 that he is your shepherd and he's always with you even when you don't feel it so you have all that you need you may not see it because your sight is limited but if you focus on this world you realize you have all that you need long before you were born his supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth if he could give you jesus he will give you every other thing you would ever need long before you get to that season he has made provisions available for you and he wants you to know this don't focus on your bank account to define who you are if he could give you jesus he will give you everything god giving us jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you he has given you much more than you ever need 
so just focus on him because you have all that you need and he has made you to lie down in green as pastures in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and it leads you beside the still water where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god oh and surely god's goodness god's favor god's unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus